1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. 1029 The Hog. Bob and Brian, it's our Mac Fund Radiothon. On the phone with us right now, we will we will return to that Sammy Hagar number after, and I've been dying to say this all day, after we talk to Sammy Hagar. Good morning, Sammy. <laughs> Good morning, guys. <laughs> wow, hey, baby's on fire. You know, that's that's a deep track, man. But the people, the only time that song gets played is when Michael Anthony and I do our little Trace Guzanos thing in Cabo or at some party or some you know, jump on stage and jam and, you know, in some bar somewhere. That's a deep track, man. I, I, I loved hearing that. That was great. Actually, it sounded better than the way we've been playing it lately. <laughs> Come on, knock you it off. You going to review it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard song for me because we always played a trio, Michael Anthony and I, you know, when we do our Lace Trace Cusanos or even the other half. Where we have, where we play mostly Van Halen stuff, so I need another guitar player for that. But but Los Tres Cruzanos, we we just we're a jam band, and we play mostly old Sammy vintage, you know, Red Rocker early era. Mm. And that song is kind of tough to play and sing at the same time because um, it's it's really spaced out, you know. I mean, it's not like da 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 da. It's like and you got to be really you know in the pocket, you know. And listen, I'm that great of a guitar player, you see. You know, come on. <laughs> do you play Your Love is Driving Me Crazy? Yes, we do. I'm just and we play, uh, uh, uh Maybe Crazy, but Ain't No Fool, you know, Love or Money. We play uh, uh, Trans Am, Planets on Fire, Red, Rock and Roll Weekend, Turn Up the Music. Oh, it's it's deep. We go deep on the Los Trace Cusanos. So what you're saying is you're slowing down. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, it's hard for me to slow down. I'm saying that right. song's a slowed down song. So it's harder for me to play songs like that and Rock Candy and stay in the groove, you know, because I'm always usually kind of jacked up, and, and you got to stay in that pocket. You know, you got to stay calm, you know, when you're playing those songs. It's not my style, gentlemen. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Very good. Hey, how much are you uh, hanging out at Mick Fleetwood's place in uh, Hawaii these days with Guy Fieri? Well, I'm on my way over to, to, to Hawaii in the next couple of weeks because my daughter, Kama, is moving over there. She's a little island girl, always has been, so... She's going to move over there. We're going to move her in and go over there and spend, uh, you know, a week or ten days. So I'm sure I'll go see Mick. Um, but, no, I haven't seen him for a while. Well, I saw Mick. Well, wait a minute. I take that back. There was uh, an event at Shep Gordon's house, see, right after New Year's, oh. like maybe. No, the day before New Year's Eve. Okay. New Year's Eve, Eve, I played with Mick, Mick uh, over in, in uh, Maui. Yeah. I love that guy. You talk about a great drummer. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Him. No doubt about yeah. it. He's he's pretty good, Sam. Well, when he plays, you know, a lot of people don't understand. You know, you think a guy like Neil Peart, who was a great drummer, don't get oh. me wrong, but Neil Peart had all these chops. You know, he could just play, like, with his left hand, he could play more than most drummers with both hands. And that's a really, you know, an amazing thing. But the, when Mick Fleetwood plays a song, he plays the damn song, kind of like, like Ringo. You know, Ringo played, he wasn't a great drummer. He was just, he played great drums on it for a song. And the sound of his drums and mixed drums sound like he's speaking. I can hear, I, if a song comes on the radio and it's just a drum fill, or there's no vocals yet or anything, and I don't even know the song, if, if, I can tell mixed, mixed playing. It's like him really? and John Bonham. You, you knew who those guys were the second they hit the first note. Boom, you know? You know, just talking yeah. to you, listening to you talk, your voice, your voice is, 
solid. How, how do you protect? Yes, it is. How do you protect? <laughs> well, 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 no, no, I'm just saying because you have been working your voice your whole adult life. I mean, you've been singing hard. And all hot, the tequila. Hot, <laughs> it should be in shreds by right, now. Right, it Sam. should be in shreds by now. Exactly. Okay, my secret. There isn't one. <laughs> you either got it or you don't. You know, I, I don't smoke anything that wouldn't get me high, especially. But but I don't even smoke smoke weed. You okay. know, I mean. Maybe once a year, you know, my wife and I would like to go into Maui. Okay, you well, go. You're your only chef's human, house. Sam. Come on. Sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> partly human, but but so that, you know, I but I don't smoke it. You know, I don't smoke, 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 smoke. That will kill your voice, man. And cigarettes more than anything. These guys that are smoking cigars nowadays are killing me. Just watching them do it, I'm going, okay, say bye bye. You know, <laughs> to your voice, buddy. You know? So, do you do any it's, voice uh, exercises? No. Me, 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 no. me, me. All right. What's your, what's your warm up before a show? Uh, boy, well, you think I'm probably you guys going to think I'm jiving you, but I'm, I do not. I jive. I have fun, but I'm not jiving. I yell and scream at people. Everybody in my band and my kids are there. My wife, I don't care who it is, my manager, the promoter walks in the door. I start yelling. I would say, Rick, what's going on, brother? Woo! <laughs> you know? And, and if people think I'm a nut, which I am, but, um, I, yeah, I, I just kind of have fun yelling and screaming at people in a happy way or, you know, if I'm mad at them, not mad at them, if they did something, like, you know, it's like, hey, shut the door, you idiot, you know? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> that sounds You're, like a uh, great yeah. warm-up. We're yeah. talking to Sammy Hager. Yeah, if you recognize that voice, yeah, that's Sammy Hager yelling at somebody <laughs> to shut the door, you idiot. Hey, what's been more lucrative for you? Uh-oh, here yeah. it comes. Your yeah. alcohol business or music? Well, I want to say there would be nothing without the music because the music was what got me into a position where I could afford to take a chance with, you know, it takes a lot of uh, cash to, to start a company like that because I do it all myself. Uh, every one of my businesses, I finance them myself. I run, I don't run them, I hire someone to run them, but I'm in charge and I'm, I'm totally connected. I don't just put my name on something and walk away. I'm a 100% owner. Uh, investor, everything. I don't take on partners and, and endorse things. So, that being said, if it wasn't for the music, I wouldn't have been able to have been successful with anything else. So, really, that's the most successful part of everything. But And my fan base that goes out and buys it because they know I'm going to make good stuff. So, but there's no question about it. I mean, um, my liquor industry stuff has been you can't even touch that in rock and roll. Well, and look at you were so you were so out there. You know, look how crowded the space is now. Everybody who's got a name has got some kind of beverage. I mean, you There's were really sixteen hundred tequilas on the market and over two hundred celebrity brands. There wow. you go. Get right. The F out of here. Don't make me start throwing F. <laughs> I know it. Now, Take that, Kendall uh, Jenner. Did you start that from uh, you know a, a vacant lot uh, up, or did you buy a building or or a recipe or? No, my first thing was I built the Cabo Wobble in 1988. Uh, I, you know, wrote the song with with Eddie, yeah. uh, Cabo Wobble, and I thought, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna build this joint. Sounds like a cool place. <laughs> you know, I was in Cabo. I mean, you know, I, I I bought a house down there years ago, way before that, like in 
he, uh, I just said, hey, find me a piece of property. He found me a piece of property. Hey, find me an architect. We had a contest locally. Uh, he was part of a radio station, a Mexican radio station that was in Cabo. That was pretty funny. Really? You couldn't always rely on it being there. Like well, you'd say, oh, let's go listen to the radio. Uh, no, there's nothing on there today. <laughs> I want a job <laughs> like that. I didn't show up, I guess. So, it, it, uh, you know, Cabo's where Keith Richards got married. That's why I went down there. I saw pictures of him at the, this hotel and, and uh I, I fell in love with the look of the place. I said, i got to go check this out. And, and I fell in love with it and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so uh, I, then I, I found the place that I found. We found a young architect and made the designs, and, and I built the Cabo Wobble. And then I said, I, hey, Cabo Wobble, I need my own tequila. And uh, right went on. down to the town of tequila to, you know, Jalisco area and, and found uh, some guys that believed me. You know, we, we, I was with my partners, my Mexican partner, so he, you know, he knew the language, he knew the area, and we had a friend there that lived there in Jalisco. And we'd go to these distilleries and say, hey, you know, we want to make our own tequila. And, and they'd say, oh, yeah, sure you do. You know, it's like, yeah, they blew us off. No one, no one even considered that we were telling the truth. Right. So finally one guy said, if you, if you bring me your, the bottles, right, I'll put the stuff in it. And I went, how do we do this? <laughs> now you're ordering <laughs> bottles. So we found somebody to blow us some bottles that said Cobble Wobble on them. And I'm not joking. I mean, this is how primitive it was. We'd take them down to these guys. They would fill them up by hand. I mean, with a like, siphoning hose like gas out of a car. You know, they'd take a big old barrel and stick the, the hose in there and they'd suck on it and, and fill the thing up, stick a cork in it, and take this piece of uh, a shrink wrap and put it on top and hit it with a hair dryer. <laughs> and they'd make me a couple cases at a time. And but I, how would you couple. have any idea that what they were bottling is something you'd want your, your, name, your on. name on? I mean, oh, because I tasted first. Oh, okay, we went okay. around. That right. that was the first step. Is when we went around to taste all these tequilas. And every time I tasted one that I really liked, which back in those days, all the distillers made their own tequila. and They had it just sitting in in in, in tanks or barrels, yeah. sitting right there on property that there wasn't for sale. It was for them. You know, they, they just their family. They'd make like 20, 30 cases a year. So I would taste their private brew, and and every time I found one I liked, I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, would you make it for us? And, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, what, we can't do. You know. So do you know? then I found a guy and said, yeah, bring us bottles. And we bought them bottles, and pretty soon we started asking for hundreds of cases. And yeah. the guys going, holy, sh you know, holy crap, we're I could make some money off this green gold. <laughs> so, and we built the company together, and those guys became millionaires, and they they have big, uh, beautiful uh, haciendas on their out in the middle of their agave fields in Jalisco, uh, and it's just it's just a beautiful story. Honestly, it's the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. It, the most fun. It's just just as much fun as building a rock and roll band and getting famous. And I'm not joking. It's wow. just as much fun. And not because I did it for that, but it's more lucrative. I had no idea if I was ever going to make it. <laughs> sure. That. You know. Have you learned uh, about the? That's tequila. why I'm so happy. Don't you guys understand? Everybody says, "Why is Sammy always so happy?" Well, what the hell do you expect, man? I I, I hit a jackpot. I won the lottery by accident. <laughs> I've seen you say these things before. This isn't the first time you said this. I watched documentaries with you. and You said, "Why why wouldn't I be happy?" You know, you kind of looked around. And you went, "Look, what what's not to be happy about?" Mm -hmm. So do you uh, with with the angst ridden uh, artist? Do you do you go what the flannel wearing right. depressed. Right? Do you kind of look at yourself? And go why why do you do this if it makes you so miserable? Or is that just an act? No, it's true. You know, I, I don't know why so many artists um, get unhappy with their career. Even 
even the ones that have been really successful. Like, I mean, if you were a failure or you were successful at one time and then became a big failure, you know, the whole world can turn on you in five minutes out there. It's pretty pretty fickle. But, you know, maybe you'd be kind of upset, you know. But, but guys that are still can go out and, and play in front of huge crowds every night they want to and that are miserable and uptight and pissy and yelling at people and, and suing and each doing other bad shows. I don't get it. Yeah, suing yeah. each other. There you go. I, I don't get all that. That, that. That's like, come on, you guys, knock it off. Hey, Sam. You, you should be grateful. We met about 40 years ago when we were working in Whoa. Toledo. Yeah, we met. You were playing Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, and we took a listener to the show, and I'll make this as short as possible. The listener that we brought up in a limo from Toledo, which is roughly a 90-minute drive, Drank everything in the car, smoked weed, <laughs> everything he could do. Sam, I'm not kidding. We had to carry him into the arena and backstage where you were going to meet him. And we put him in a folding chair in the middle of the locker room where, where you're, you're coming to. And we're standing there and you walk in and you're like, hey, you know, you're Sammy Hagar and you're doing your Sammy bit. How are you? How is everybody? <laughs> and you turn and you look and you see this guy in the chair who's out cold. I mean, he's drunk. He's high. And you go. What the F is up with him? <laughs> I, I don't remember, damn it. I wish I could remember that because that sounds like a great experience. <laughs> and then he did the same thing. He, like, woke up during the show, did the same thing on the way back to Toledo. It was <laughs> unreal. But you're, I don't you're, think he actually met Sammy. No, he never saw He never saw You saw him, but he never saw you. Wow. Well, I don't got to tell you how many times. Uh, at a rock and roll concert, somebody in the front rows passed out, you know, like in the front of the, over the thing. And it's like you're sitting there. I used to always make fun of them, you know, I'd bring it up to the whole audience. And this guy, if he ain't going to remember nothing, paid all that money, yeah, waiting in line to get up here in the front, and then he goes and blows it. You know where that happens more than anywhere is in Cabo. You know, people, when they get to Cabo and they, and they, you know, as soon as they get there, they start drinking tequila out in the middle of the sun. It's hot as hell down there, and you don't even realize it. And, and you get all dehydrated. And about time, you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, I might jump on stage at the Wobble, and they never make it the first time. It's it's like, you know, I, man, I passed down it. And then the next morning they wake up, and they're sunburnt, like, on one side of their body. <laughs> How much time do you spend down there, Sam? But, uh, as much as I can, yeah. I head, I head down there in the end of June. So if I'm down Next. there at the end of June, what are the chances of I'm in that bar for five straight nights that one of those nights you're going to jump up on stage? Cause... If I'm on that stage, you will never be there five nights in a row without seeing me. <laughs> How about that? Okay. All right. Never, All right. All right. never All right. ever. <clears throat> I go down. I like to go down like every other night, you know, when I'm there in town or every, you know, a couple days off once in a while. But, you know, it, it's what happens is. <clears throat> same old story. The place gets to you. It's so beautiful. The weather's so nice. You know, you're beaching all day. And you spend a couple of days on the beach and by the pool and sipping margaritas and eating tacos and just getting all the whole ambience of Cabo in your blood and soul. And then all of a sudden, one night about 7, you go, you know what? I look at my wife's car and say, I'm bored. Let's go down to the cantina. I want to go play. You know, it's so, you know, just you can only lay on the beach and do nothing so much when you're Sammy Hagar anyway. You know, wherever that guy is, he, <laughs> he, he's good for the beaches, but then he's got to have a little, got to get in there and mix it up a little bit, you know. <laughs> All right. Now, it, listening to this, it sounds like, wow, he's got it great. He's got the club. He's got the tequila. He's got the band. His voice is still good. He's having fun. Tell us about something that you have to do every day like everybody else. Like, take the garbage out. Uh, the car needs well, to go. Well, brother, to... you know the first one on the agenda, man, but that's, we don't need to go there, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> Right. Something more all... house, household work. You know, 
I don't. I take out my own garbage. You know, as we split it up around here. You know, if, if it needs to be taken out, it gets taken out. But uh, uh, you know, I don't know. There's the things. Honestly, the stuff that that kind of drive me nuts uh, is like I have all these businesses that, like I said, I I love doing it. I invented them. They're mine, I'm, and I gotta pay attention. And sometimes there's a problem. You know, a guy quits, or a guy uh, got hurt. You know, or a guy is complaining about something or you know something goes wrong the, you know the production the, the the bottles didn't the tequila didn't show up in time you know it wasn't it wasn't bottled on time and, and the delivery's not happening and so you know i got to get on those freaking zooms which is the worst oh, invention yeah. that ever happened because then if i'm on a zoom then i got to care about how i look yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all you ladies know what i'm talking about man. oh it's we like do you always got to worry about how you look guys we don't most of the time don't care how we look, but all of a sudden we have to. But anyway, so I hate it when it's <laughs> it's a beautiful day and my I'm looking at I'm looking at the beach and my dog's looking at me whining, going, Let's go, let's go, let's go and my wife's saying, Come on, come on, you've been on the phone all day and I say that those that that that, that stuff kinda of cranks me down a little bit. Yeah, but I the actual work I, part of it. Yep. Yeah, I gotta pay attention. If I don't pay attention somebody else is gonna do it and if they don't do it uh right, then then I got another problem. So you know, I got to pay attention to my stuff, and I, I really am. Everyone thinks that, you know, it's, it's so easy being me, but I'll tell you, it's the only thing I could ever complain about. I wouldn't mind being been, you, Sam. Quite the workload, <laughs> and I got at least five or six companies to run, and I got a family, and I got a band, and I got ch- children, you know, that that are that need me and need my attention, and and I, I I'd rather not have to do anything ever. I'd rather wake up every morning and go, I have nothing to do today. Wow. <laughs> I don't and when know. I do. You know what I do when I when I say that to I wake up somewhere I say what do you got to do today every every morning that's the first thing out of her lips uh, <laughs> and out of well, let me say first thing out of her mouth there you go and she goes you know so what do you got to do today and when I say nothing we just kind of snuggle up and lay there Aww. and we feel like getting up Aww, you know what I mean come on that's on it Valentine's baby that's Day the, or you, you ask me what's my favorite thing it's probably that. You know that 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 moment where you say I have nothing to do, let's be friends and uh, have a good time. Well, that sounds very nice. <laughs> Congratulations on how many, it all. Glad, yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad. Yeah, you're no not, kidding. Uh, yeah, telling us how hard you have it. Um, how many half written oh, songs? How many half written songs do you have, Sam? Just laying around. Oh boy, I got a great one right now. A great one. It's not even half written. I think it's freaking done. It just came in the last week. I've been. Just working, you know, casually on it, picking up a guitar, and and it's yeah, oh yeah, okay. It's I think it's called how much, you know. It's funny because you, when you finish a song lyrically, I always start with the title, and then when you finish it, you can, you got a nice little line here, a nice little line there that you can use for a title too as well. And then sometimes you want to title it abstractly. But right now is um, I am the life, and it's. Pretty much a spiritual, but up tempo, fun, fun, really cool song. But uh, but the idea of it is that I am the life. In other words, you know, you got to realize you are alive and you are the life. You're living it. It's like you can't complain about it. You got to. You can. You can be what you want to be. You can really. You really can. And and you just got to realize that you are the life. It ain't somebody else living your life. You're living the damn thing. And you sit there and complain about all this stuff. Well, it's your damn life, you know. You have the choice to do whatever you want with it. And uh, I'm really in love with this song right now. 
But when, I got did, when did these ideas hit you? When you're on the lawnmower or, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, when I'm in the rack, man. When I, half the time, you know, man, man, <laughs> when, you, when you're doing something that completely you're engulfed in where you're not thinking about anything, that's when the light comes on and you get a thought and, and boom. Because and, I'm always singing music in my head. There's always a drum beat or there's a melody or there's something going on in my head musically. It's always in a musical sense. Uh, and, and so when drums and the music and the words kind of come together at once, then I go, oh, damn, now I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm snake bit. It's like a curse because a lot of times, you know, like say when you're in the middle of things that where you're really in the middle of it and you're having maybe a really, really good time and being really like focused on us in, in the middle of sex or, or in the middle of something <laughs> like that. Hello. And, and, or the greatest meal on the planet or just open up this bottle of wine. It just blows your mind. You just go, oh, my God. And your mind goes clear. And the second your mind goes clear and focuses on one thing, that brand new stuff comes plowing in on you. When you're an artist, like my, when you're a creative person, and it's it's kind of a curse. <laughs> it's a, honey, I'll be right back. I promise. <laughs> yeah, well, like you said, if those are your curses, right. you're, a, you're a happy man. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for talking yeah. to us today, Sam. Yeah, thanks for helping us out with the Mac Fund. We raised... Oh, you guys are great. And that's well, let me just mention that that I just wanted to say the reason I'm calling in for this is because you guys are doing some good work, and I think that is a secret to uh, happiness and to helping others. It's the greatest thing you can do in your life. And that's half of my purpose, and I'm glad to see you guys are doing it. I just, I just can't believe you guys are doing a marathon. So let me ask you a question. So it's like a marathon, like where you just stay play music and you stay awake for how long? Well, we're here all day today and uh, all day tomorrow. We used to run overnight, but 28 hours we used to do, but now we're getting old, yeah. and uh, there wasn't, there really wasn't a lot of chance to uh, raise uh, money. Really yeah. talk to people, raise money in the, in the late night yeah. hours. Well, I was going to warn you, just make sure on the playlist, like when you're really at the tiredest moment, don't play a song like Comfortably Numb or something. By Pink Floyd. <laughs> Everybody will fall asleep and your whole thing will go away. It'll, you'll lose. you got to keep them up-tempo things, you know. Right. Yeah. All right. right. Actually, that's just my advice. Actually, okay, what we have coming up is your new song. That's going to be the Boom. next. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, so. Father Time will put you to sleep, too, though. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's quite an intro for your own number, Sammy. This is my favorite song I've ever written and sang in my life. And I'll tell you right, right now, this is on my playlist and my my set list for the rest of my life. So there Yay. you go. I All appreciate right. you guys playing. Don't forget about that baby's on fire too, though. That mother, that mother was sounding good. Well, we're going right. to play that right out of it. Actually, we'll play them back to back after, after we get through with spots here in a minute. Okay. Okay. Here, you ready? Watch this. Hey, the red rocker, Sammy Hagar here. You're listening to one Oh two nine, the hog Milwaukee. Woo. Uh-huh. <laughs> 